Welcome to ACM's Vault of Cult, my name's Andy. This is the movie podcast where I take a movie from the 80s or 90s that I loved when it came out and uh, I show it to someone who's not seen it before. It's usually a film that either bombed at the box office or got bad reviews or both. Uh, in the case of this week, it's both. Uh, the 1993, in my opinion, should be classic Coneheads. I'm showing it to my special guest today, Robin Dicker, who sat right beside me itching to talk. Uh, he'd not seen it before. I rewatched it. I've not seen it for about a decade, maybe longer. Um, and I can see whether I still liked it or if nostalgia clouded my mind and his opinion on it. Robin, welcome to the podcast. Hello there. We've been talking about having you on for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're finally there. And the podcast. Hey! <laughs> uh, do you just want to tell people a little bit about yourself? But people might know you for your music, comedy, your yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah, um, I write comedy songs. Uh, my, my name is Robin Dicker and I, I write my own funny songs. Uh, yeah, I'm, play I'm playing here at the weekend, actually. I'm playing uh, Askenbury on uh, this yeah. Saturday. This will yeah. go out in about a uh, month now. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but I you played here. Yeah, I played here. <laughs> Cheers for coming. <laughs> <laughs> got a book coming out in soon sometime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's... Have you got a date for that yet? Or? I haven't got a date, no. I'm still waiting on the edit to come back, but uh, they, they assure me that it's going to be sometime soon. But yeah, still waiting on that. Okay, but we're, if we get you back, which I imagine we will, because you, you seem quite enthusiastic about this. Oh, um, yeah, we'll Coneheads. talk about it then. Yeah, yeah. Um, Right, well, we've, we've plugged you a bit. Are you on the socials? I'll get, get that out of the way. Just Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robin Dicker on Facebook. Uh, no, no, no. I'm bloody awful at internet stuff. Okay, so... Uh, Go see him live, is how to do yeah, it. Yeah, um, well, you'll be able to see what I'm playing if you look on my Facebook group, Robin Dicker, yeah, funnily yeah. enough. Excellent. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to play the trailer, um, just to get us in the mood, and uh, a previous guest who uh, has seen this film, just going to have a little bit of word about it as well, and then uh, we'll be back to discuss the 1993 Dan Aykroyd, starring and written by comedy Coneheads. America has opened her arms to those who dreamed of a better life in search of opportunity, equality, and freedom. And so it is in this proud tradition that America once again welcomes her newest aliens. Coneheads. They're from another planet? That theory has been advanced. I'm ready to suck back a gold one. Welcome to the United States. And so the saga begins of a family unlike any you've ever known. <laughs> this summer, and open wider, their name will live in history. Very sorry, Mr. Conehead. Conehead. Our name is Conehead. Coneheads. James Rose with me uh, from other podcasts and King Street Cinema. Yes, hello. Are you good? Um, yeah. You've, you've come on this podcast several times and talked about films that you hadn't seen before. We didn't get you on the Coneheads episode because you've seen it. Yes. And, and can I just quickly get your thoughts? I think you actually quite liked it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it great? I mean, I don't understand why people wouldn't like this film unless you just don't like comedy <laughs> which is a possibility well yeah i mean maybe fans of mrs brown's voice <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sort of thing yeah oh cool well Stan Aykroyd, isn't it it's great yeah can i get uh i'm gonna do a 
an average rating for this yeah um, like we tried to do but if i add you into the mix yeah um just in case robin's giving it a lower score <laughs> i don't think you will nah. um but can I, can I get an out of five for coneheads for you yes yeah, four four yeah, yeah. so four scores good score it's yeah, good uh thank you very much I, I don't know what else to say do you remember any quotes offhand i've just caught, caught you on the spot no i can't i uh, no. our hand i do remember them saying uh we will enjoy them a lot <laughs> yeah. in it, which is always nice memories we memories will enjoy them <laughs> nah. there you go <laughs> Yeah, that's all, all you know all the lovely stuff it's a lovely film it's very funny um if you like like i say if you just like comedy you should like it um but obviously if you if you like snl saturday night live then you know you, you should have fond memories of these characters yeah so yeah it's good awesome <laughs> okay as you can tell from that uh james really liked it <laughs> Um, so you've not seen it before. Is there a reason you hadn't seen it? Had you heard of it before? Um, I had heard of it before. Um, I think probably the reason why I never watched it before is because I found the front cover incredibly annoying looking. Okay. And, That's uh, with the free faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just found the whole aesthetic very annoying looking. Uh, but being forced to watch it, I thought it was an absolute sensation. Excellent. So we'll go into to more details. Uh, were you aware of the, the sketches from Saturday Night Live? That I wasn't, no. No, because that was, it was released in... 1993 the sketches were mid to late 70s i pretty much only watched the old mike myers uh, saturday night lives that's my uh, introduction ah, okay, yeah. that and um more cowbell of course oh yeah everyone's yeah, everyone's yeah. seen that uh, so yeah it was, it was made off the back of the success of wayne's world they wanted to turn more sketches into movies they'd done it with a few but wayne's world was only re really the first hit um blues brothers that come out that was in 1980 but that wasn't really a sketch they were made up as musical guests yeah um, and actually, think about it, Blues Brothers wasn't a massive hit when it came out. Yeah, yeah. It was later on, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the two the two big ones, of course, are Wayne's World and Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah. But I never really counted that as a... Do you know what I mean? The characters were there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure on Saturday Night Live they just come on and sung. I don't yeah, think yeah. there was any, any plot. Um, but um, the reviews were dreadful when it came out. Yeah. Uh, it cost uh, $30 million. And do you want to have a guess how much it made worldwide? Oh, fiver. Close. Yeah, tenner? Nah. No. No. I'm guessing millions between in uh, one million four and million. Twenty one million. Yeah. So that's what you meant to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. So it um to really make money you need to double your budget and uh yeah. didn't come close. And it was uh because of how unsuccessful it was in America back when they used to come out in America first and then um here, stop me if I'm patronising you, if you know this. I um, don't. I'm very familiar with the movie now, I didn't look up anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, so um, it was pulled from UK cinema. There was posters up and stuff, but it was never uh, released in cinema over here. Um, but done pretty well on video once it did come out. Yeah. Um, Review-wise, uh, Letterboxd, 2.6 out of 5. Mm -hmm. uh, IMDb, 5.4 out of 10. Yeah. Um, and on Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't like, because many reviewers yeah. sod them, uh, 35%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, after re-watching that, no, I think this film deserves a lot more than that. Um, written by Dan Aykroyd, Tom Davis, uh, they're both from Saturday Night Live, um, and uh, Bonnie and Terry Turner. Have you heard of these two writers? I haven't, no. Okay, cool. Well, they wrote uh, Wayne's World with Mike Myers. Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. And um, after this movie, um, done more TV, they did do the Brady Bunch movie, have you ever seen that? Nope which is pretty cool it's like a, a spoof of the old series yeah um but they created uh third rock from the sun mm -hmm. uh which i love 
<laughs> and then they've done that 70s show that that's 80s show and that's 90s yeah, show yeah. I'm not such a big fan on yeah yeah uh, so you, you've probably seen their work I mean it's directed by Steve Barron who came from music videos and um, probably most well known he done the first Ninja Turtles movie oh right yeah yeah which uh, I, I think is another one I could it, it did make money but the reviews weren't that good I could do it on the show because I think it's kind of forgotten I really yeah, like that movie yeah. Did you watch that one when you were younger? I think I might have done when I was a kid, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I did love the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I think I might, yeah, I think I probably did. Cool. Um, let's yeah. get on to Conehead, shall we? Yeah. Because uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll start with just the basic plot. Yeah. Because the plot is pretty much simple. They crash on Earth, they have to stay mm. on Earth, they go back to their own planet. Yeah. There's not much of a plot. Well, a lot of it is a dissection of family life, isn't it? Yeah. Which is quite oddly um, something which I don't usually massively cotton on to, especially when it's something where it's just a, a direct parallel to fam family dynamics. But I found something really quite heartwarming about the family dynamics. Gen genuinely, the, the, um, that, the alien thing and the crashing to Earth also is as much a framing device for the family dynamics of a really like red-blooded classic American like stereotypical thing with the, the dad looking after his daughter and sort, and sort of Chris Farley. Oh my God. <laughs> Chris Farley in that every everything with him, but so carry on. We'll go back to yeah, yeah. we'll go back to the actors and stuff in a bit. But yeah, it's basically um, the family surviving, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and um, they, once they've they've landed, uh, they become very normal very fast. Yeah, and they love it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one one the only fault I f thought of this movie, um, and I didn't think of this when I first saw it. They crash land. And it appears to be modern day, or then modern day, the, mm -hmm. the 90s. And then it shows a montage, a montage I love with the growing up, with the baby growing up. Yeah. And then it's still the 90s. Yeah, yeah. It's, did, did you pick up on that? I didn't, but you might be right there. Because um, I think if it was made now, when they crash landed, it would be really yeah. 70s. So they, they have the devices, because um, when they're in the caravan, they have m multiple devices. He does the thing where he smokes a whole fist of cigarettes. Um, well, there, were there two... Because I got sort of like fifties vibes to it, you know the yeah. the type of cars they were driving. The, yeah. the, um, um, in the montage was like a fifties vibe. Yeah, because it, the fashion it, was all over the place. It, yeah, that's the thing. So yeah. I think I think they sort of thought, well, we'll just do it. We'll make it. People won't really yeah. think about it. I think it's kind have, of generic somewhere between the nineties and the fifties. Yeah, sort of never it, talked about. Very Wonder Years, the montage. If you remember that, no, that's, I don't. That's know. sort of a set in sixties mm. a family thing. Petrol um, lawnmowers. Yeah, he fixes it. the petrol lawnmower with the uh, with the spark plug in it. So, yeah, yeah, so that's it, quite old. Yeah, so it's, it might just be that it wasn't rammed in your face. Yeah, yeah. But there are subtle subtler jokes which, while reading up on it, I didn't pick up on. Um, like, because one of the jokes is if anyone queries it, they just say they're from France. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but in their <laughs> house, there was a lot of French things about. I I, mm. I didn't pick up on that. I yeah, just yeah. read that. Did you did you notice that? I didn't. No, no I didn't. Um, you picked up on the bit where they're pretending to be French when they come <laughs> to their door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, but I, I, I was, the humour of it, I absolutely love. Um, a friend of mine, when I mentioned this film online, he's, he is American, and he said he'd never watched it because it just looked too dumb. But I like how dumb it is. But like you say, it's actually quite a heartwarming film. Yeah, it's a PG, which is really rare. Yeah, I think well, I remember I'm seeing it. I've had it. I had it on video as a kid, but I did remember catching it on TV, and little bits of it were cut. Um, the well, they you. He thinks he's got bubble gum, but it's a condom. Yeah, sort of yeah, running yeah, gag yeah. in it. Yeah. That was always cut out on TV. Yeah, but other than that, there's not much else. 
it's very fr family friendly. There's not yeah, much yeah. swearing in it. Well, the, the, yeah, well, the the um the sex scene, uh, except it's the stupid conehead sex. Isn't yeah, it? where they put a ring That's on the, My yeah. favourite bit. <laughs> That's my favourite bit where they walked in and Chris Farley's face when he's yeah. when he's caught when he's caught mid cone yeah. shag. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's because to kids, they just see that as like kissing and hugging, yeah, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. So you could show that. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Farley plays. Uh, is it Ronnie? Who yeah, is, yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's uh, or Donny. Donny. Uh, I've got it written down somewhere. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's Ronnie or Donny or something. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, who uh, is a mechanic? Yeah. Who becomes the boyfriend to the daughter? Um, he's very young in his role, and I always see it as he's probably just a year older. He's finished school, or yeah. well, um, I sort of discussed this with um, James earlier because of the the, the age difference. Yeah. I think it's he's only a year or so older. Yeah. He is still. At he that. looks so adult though because it's, it's Chris Farley. It's Chris Farley. But if you look at him compared to, I mean, it was only when did he die? Ninety seven, ninety eight. He seemed to age a lot in those last yeah. few years. Um, and in this film, he's because it's him. I think it's so likeable it's probably yeah. his most less less obnoxious less out there character more chilled he yeah. just plays a nervous uh you know a nervous young man a yeah. high school lover yeah who nervous of his, yeah. his lover's dad and, th and there's a scene in it where he uh comes onto her in the car um which in other hands could come across as really really horrible yeah yeah um and i think he does that quite well and well, they actually snob, don't they? They're They're snob, and then he, he wants to go further. Yeah. And um, this is um, not spoiler-free, this podcast, although. Um, <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd's character, the dad, gets angry, rips the top off the car. Mm -hmm. um, but he learns from that. And he does generally like her. And it's not just a... He, he basically tries to redeem himself. Yeah. Because cause he likes her, he doesn't just want sex. Yeah, yeah. Um, but another bit I found hilarious is when he does see... Yeah, he's a caddy as well. He's well as been a mechanic mm. and probably going to school. He's a caddy. Yeah. And while um, Dan Aykroyd's playing golf, he just shouts, I hope you um, didn't cut your fingers while ripping the roof off my car. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, nah. <laughs> um, which, another funny role. But he's, I actually remembered him being more in this movie than he was. He's not a, he's not a cameo with Chris Farley, mm. uh, but he comes into it quite late. And then he's just got a few really good scenes, I feel. Mm. The acting is incredible. It, it's just like um, because it, it's so it, he's so funny, and he's almost physically ill-fitting in the situation. But his acting is so on point, and there isn't a single break in it where you where you don't actually really feel for him. Yeah. And um, I actually thought he looked older. It's just because it's Chris Farley, but um, it was, it was he's so funny in the situation. But the the best bit and one of my favourite bits of facial acting that I think I will ever see is like I said the bit where. Dan Aykroyd, the dad, wa walks in on Chris Farley and his daughter having yeah. conehead sex. Yeah. With the, they put the ring onto the cone, don't they? There's yeah. a special <laughs> sex ring that they put onto the cone. Yeah. But his flustered face when they walk in with the sweat all over him. Yeah. There's something between clown clowning, something between his act is, is, is clowning because it's so physically um, pronounced, his facial expressions and everything. And he was a really talented clown. But something between that and genuinely heartwarming story. And even though it's to the and the daughter as well, even though she's a beautiful actress and stuff, she's she's completely coned up. You know, they're they're real like prosthetics and stuff. There's something really really cute about their story there. Yeah, and you're really pulling for them. Yeah, and then that's what I mean. It's not this totally stupid. I mean, obviously it's ridiculous. It also is a completely stupid comedy is, as well. But it has it has that you do feel for them. 
you you really warm to the characters and that little jokes just make me crack up when it's like it, he comes home from work and he's like hello earth woman and things like yeah, that yeah. and they sort of nah, as they say it yeah. um which is not they're not mocking their characters aren't mocking our culture so they warm to it yeah they they pretend to and as the story unfolds and they they they're, they're waiting to be picked up uh, rescued because they're yeah. actually sent to the planet to take over yeah. and they crash and then they end up having to stay uh, pretending to be humans which is why well, I think <coughs> one of the things he got criticised for has been a one joke film of them pretending to be human hmm. but it's so much more than that yeah, um, yeah. and uh, they, they end up um, just adapting to the culture and really liking it. And they end up they, making loads of friends, don't they? And yeah. being really useful for the other humans, and then yeah. halfway through the movie, nobody's even questioning that they're aliens and stuff, yeah. and they've just fitted in. There's there's one person, it's a cameo, and I'm going to speak about the cameos in a bit, um, who who does mention it. Through the whole film, one person points out. Yeah. And the, the fact they even, their, their surname is Conehead. Yeah, yeah. Which is just stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they warmed, warmed to the, the culture, um, things like Dan Aykroyd really loves golf and he really wants to win this championship and, yeah. um, or player of the year isn't it and then they do get taken back to their own planet um, Remulac Remulac yes <laughs> they uh, have they're basically going to be sent back to they know that they're, they want to take over Earth Yeah. so they, they basically trick them um, and end up ditching their own planet and staying on Earth yeah. Uh, which is really nice. The enemies are their, home, are their home aliens from Remulac in the end, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. The real antagonists in this story are actually the, their own home aliens from Remulac. Yeah, so it's like, it's like it's almost like they're learning from humanity to be nicer people. Yeah. Which is uh, actually a rarity in comedies and sci-fi, especially nowadays, is usually that we're the, the nasty, yeah, nasty yeah. people. Um, which yeah you can see but there's good and bad and that's when this is just a, a nice it's not pushing any political agenda either it's just a nice film yeah and uh yeah just a yeah which when you think about Aykroyd's work as well um you know the stuff he's written Blues Brothers Ghostbusters is what he's most well known for um there's, there's never any sort of nastiness in there yeah it's just yeah I think he's uh, just loves comedy, yeah. And this is, yeah, fish out of water. Is the the humour you'd call this, yeah, yeah. And I can't think of it ever done better. And yeah. also because of that, because they're aliens, it doesn't date as much. Mm. Because something like it's almost the, dances with wolves for aliens, <laughs> yeah. Sort of. No, that's Avatar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know, like, something like yeah, the only example I can think of would be to say Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. And now it's like, well, is that just making fun of? Australian culture that's probably a bad example yeah yeah um, but there, there's a joke in this that I was a bit like would it have would it be done I don't think they dare to do it now where he at the beginning he poses as a taxi driver and he wears a turban oh yeah um, yeah but the, the, the joke there is it's clearly to hide his head but his head's so big it still pokes out the top yeah so yeah. you can still see it yeah so yeah, I don't yeah. think that's a race thing that's just yeah. a, a prop joke yeah um, well, it is because he's a taxi driver, though, as well, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, 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 a little yeah. bit there, a little but bit. But he works. For, I don't know. I don't. I, I've, yeah, but slight he, cultural appropriation, maybe, possibly. But yeah, although he is an alien, but then he was also a white guy playing an alien. Yeah, isn't he? Mm. But, but there is the joke as well, where he confesses to his first boss that he's an illegal alien, and he just thinks he means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and that's a really nice thing. You just see him look really upset, like, yes, I am an alien. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think 
if you I don't think you would do that joke now but I think you should be able to yeah because I don't it, I, I, there's, no, there's no malice there there's nothing well it's a garment isn't it and yeah. also the turban is a garment where the cone can stick out the top of it yeah you wouldn't be able to do that joke with another garment yeah, yeah. Because so, it's a wrap around your exactly, head. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know... They, they, also, they, his, his boss isn't a Sikh, either. Yeah. His boss isn't a Sikh. He's the only one wearing a turban. I think his boss does. He doesn't wear a turban. Does he not? No, I no. thought when you first saw him, he was wearing one. He's, um, he's, he's Asian in, in okay. ethnicity, but he doesn't, he doesn't have a turban on. Okay, I'll have to check yeah. that, because I'm sure the first time you see him, he does. I'm picturing him just with, brown, with black hair. Because I, I think he was literally... My, um, <laughs> why I noticed that it was sticking out the top was because I saw someone else, saw another character wearing one. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll check it. You can check it. Email us. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, which was, I don't think, meant as a racist joke, even though it might slightly be now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, that wouldn't be edited out of TV. Or... It was a conehead joke. It's, a, it's yeah, about it? the fact that he's got yeah. a cone for a head. Well, it was the, um... Put a turban on a cone guy. The Chevy Chase comedy, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Where he um, dresses up as a lot of people in that, and the very the very last scene of the film, and it's gone up to twelve now because of it is he kind of does the same thing, but he hasn't got a cone head as a taxi driver, mm -hmm. and you're like ah you don't you don't do that do you? Um, so yeah, but you know Chevy Chase don't care. He's got loads of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's not that good a guy himself, is he? By well, all accounts, hasn't he got is, something going on there? Isn't well, there was there was um, there's been people saying that he was quite hard to work with Jeez. and yeah. suffering on the community, but. Um, it's, it's, there's lots of stories pro and con him. Yeah. I've per, my personal opinion with Chevy Chase, and I don't know him, I've never met him, but I've listened to a lot of interviews and stuff, is I think, yeah, he he got big-headed, he got quite uh, up himself, so yeah. to speak, but I think he feels bad about it mm -hmm. and tries to redeem himself. And yeah, He's worked with Dan Aykroyd a few times, mm -hmm. and, and, and several people he's gone back and worked with, and I can't imagine someone like Dan Aykroyd would want to work with someone who's that obnoxious. They've actually got a film, it's a kids film, though, like a Halloween kids film coming out this year, the two of them back yeah. together. Oh, brilliant. Which should be interesting. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if it's just a cameo, or, but they're in it together. Yeah. I think they're top billing, so that yeah. should be interesting. Well, Chevy Chase is hilarious. I mean, but they, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, and I think it's just like with the whole Bill Murray thing, it's like, are their jokes just, that, you know, they're 70-year-old men now, Chevy Chase yeah. is 80, and they, is their humour just a bit dated and they don't realise it. Yeah. You know, so it is difficult. Um, I was just going to go quickly back to some some more of the the sort of favourite bits of the film, um, because it, there's so many for me. I just, I love the fact they call humans blunt skulls. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's just great. Um, we mentioned the montage. Uh, I don't know, I'm going to talk to you in a minute about um, some of the cameos, but what did you think to the, because, you know, it's a sci-fi film as well as a comedy. Uh, what did you think of the special effects? Um, well, so, um, special effects wise, uh, my biggest one for me is the monster at the end. Yeah. Um, uh, good stop motion, uh, in the, in the shots that it was going on, but very separate. Like, yeah. the, the fight from it was very separate. Um, I thought rubbish, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the, the biggest one that stuck in my brain was the monster, uh, right at the end. But yeah, there wasn't enough of a fight there. It was, it was more like failing limbs in a shot. And then a shot of the actor separate from the monster yeah. and stuff. Well, that, that was when he, he, he does um, end up beating it by using golf. So that, I think that was deliberate. So he definitely, yeah. I thought the monster looked good. Mm. But you get, yeah, very good point. You don't see it with... The monster itself looked good, yeah. yeah but, but the interaction... See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. so the, I think they'd spent the money on the monster. 
Um, and I think, yeah, it looked good, but it's very noticeable yeah, yeah. that it doesn't go into contact with any of the cone heads. Yeah. So that's, that stands out. But I think they probably spent most of the money on the monster. Yeah, yeah. And that reminded me of, and, and the set of it. The, A lot of prosthetics as well, because they yeah. had to have so many people from Remulac with cone heads. Yeah, and they all look good. It wasn't yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if you've seen the later Planet of the Apes movies, where there's a crowd scene, it's just people with like cardboard yeah. ape masks on. They all look good, and um, that the prosthetics took two hours to put on. Yeah. Yeah, and it lasted for eight hours, I think it said. Um, but um, yeah, I thought that the, yeah, the monster really reminded me of the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. You got that monster scene with Luke. Yeah, the same sort of Sarlacc. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that um, the um, the Rancor. I have no idea what. Yeah, it yeah, in the, yeah. Pit, in the yeah, pit. Yeah, in the pit. Yeah, the yeah. Rancor. The Sarlacc is the one in the sand pit with Jabba the Hutt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the Rancor. Yeah, yeah, it reminded me of that. The way it moved, and yeah, and I'd say the special effects on on par with that, as in yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, but yeah. it was made you know ten years after that. Yeah, yeah. I thought the spaceships looked cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but certain bits like um, basically the CGI wasn't there yet mm -hmm. because there's a bit where um, Connie eats like a, a sandwich in one, mm -hmm. and that looks so bad, mm -hmm. and that that stood out as being. Oh, bad. I thought that was brilliant. Actually, I forgot about that. Yeah, bit. yeah. So yeah. It looks like a little cartoon. The joke was good. The yeah, joke yeah. worked. Um, especially when she's got a bigger hot dog and you look at, you see Chris yeah. Farley's reaction to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and the, the dentist bit, yeah. um, where his, his mouth gets huge, it looks yeah, yeah. good, but when it, when it's actually getting bigger, it's just CGI. Yeah, yeah. But the, oh, I thought that was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the mouth open, he's got three sets of teeth. Yeah. And, um, and that's another thing of like, the dentist. It, well, I will say you probably picked up on that cameo, did you? Who Dennis was? Uh, let me go to my notes. Uh, uh, the voice of Artie Ziff from The Simpsons. I know the actor. Um, John Lovitz. John Lovitz, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I wasn't going to Google anything because <laughs> yeah. I said just your reaction from what you're yeah. watching. I've got some brackets. Okay. Oh. Well, should we do that? What I was going to do is uh, this film has got so many um, comedy comedian ca cameos um, that. You being a fan of comedy, see how many you, you pick, picked up. Yeah. I haven't researched it, but what I'm going to do is, if you go through them, I'll think of any that were in it yeah. that you didn't. Yeah. Um, we've done John Lovitz, which you got, I'll count that. If yeah, you know yeah, they yeah. played a character or whatever, yeah, yeah. that's fair dues. So, let's go. Biggest one I'm missing is, oh, let's start from the beginning anyway, but I mean, the biggest one I'm missing is whoever... Um, Chris Farley was caddying for on the 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 one who was shouting at him. Um, okay, yeah, that's, that's one I'm missing. That is a, a a comedian that Chris Farley used to uh, take the mick out of on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I recognise his face. Tom Arnold. Yeah, that was. Uh, so, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, no, I know him. Yeah, um, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. That, that is, a, yeah, this is who yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> right. So first of all, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Going for Phil Hartman, um, but must have been um, David Spade. Yeah, yeah, he's it, it, that's that's more of a at extended cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about people that I'm noticing that aren't the main characters. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Was Priscilla Presley snogging somebody on a bench? Was that Priscilla Presley? I don't think. Surely so. they wouldn't have used. Uh, they just yeah. looked like the people um, when they crash land. There's two. There's a couple snogging on a bench, and it looked like uh, Priscilla okay. Presley. Uh, I've not seen her name come up. From, yeah, um, so I don't think so. So then um, Kramer from Seinfeld, another one that I don't yeah, know. The Michael name Richards. Yeah, 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 yeah. First one you see, first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Richie Gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His, one of his first films, not his first film, his first film was Going Overboard, which is terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, and he was on, still on Saturday Night Live when he done this. Well, all of his career isn't great, is it? I mean, wow. Well, uh, you've got to give him props for having written it all, though, so, I mean. Well, you yeah. know, Gilmore's good, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, they, he's got some good ones, and also to be fair to him, it was all of his own brainchild. So, yeah. like, there, there were good things. And if he was just the rubbish actor in a lot of um, a lot quite good and almost good things, then props to him for having been the one who wrote I mean, it. You know? Yeah. yeah. But so uh, next up, of um, oh, he's not a cameo; he's the the detective, but dude from Spinal Tap. Yeah, Michael McKean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah so we've got voice of Artie Ziff, um, the guy you said a second ago, uh, the guy from whose line it is it anyway? Oh, Drew Carey. Yeah, the, the yeah, main, yeah. Um, the the guy who says that gives them the prompt. He's in the in the taxi. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the guy who gives people prompt in whose line it is anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Then Chris Farley. Oh, that's not that's not yeah. a cameo, is it? OJ Simpson. No. Was that OJ Simpson? Oh, okay. Um, right. So then, who, that's, who did you think he was? Um, one of the policemen, right at the end. No. no, near the end, just before they, they go back to Remulac. I thought he was one of the... I even rewound it to look at his face and make sure, and I wasn't quite sure. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure I'd have seen his name. I'm, yeah. All these we can check after. Oh, he was proper famous back then. He wouldn't have been a cameo at that point, would he? Well, I don't know. It might be like a... Sometimes you get a... Mm. But I don't know. No, I don't think... You'd definitely know if he was in it. It'd be one of the yeah. things that people mention. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's it for that's it for cameos. Okay. So, uh, so did you want to do your list? Or um, one, the ones I can think of that you've missed... Uh, mainly Saturday Night Live um, actors. Uh, Jan Hooks, who was in Third Rock on the Sun as well, was the the woman who fancied Dan Aykroyd's character. Who, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jason Alexander from Seinfeld was the neighbour with the wig. Yeah. Um, Ray Newman from SNL, who was the original daughter, mm -hmm. was Phil Hartman's character's wife. Yeah. Garrett Morris from Saturday Night Live was the first uh, black conehead you see. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else now. I've, I've gone a bit. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, really? Was very quickly. Um, she's the diving um, uh, when she's doing the, the the diving scene. Um, the it's daughter's funny. doing a diving scene. She's the coach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but she just goes bloop into yeah, water yeah, and it's no splash. Yeah, I really like. <laughs> um, Connie's two friends. One's Parker Posey. Who went on to be pretty big? She's in like Scream and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and the other is Josie Lauren Adams, who was in Chase and Amy and um, no idea. Uh, Big Daddy. She's one of the main women in that. Yep. And, the, and the three girls were all in Days to Confuse the same year. Yeah. Uh, there are more cameras. Sinbad yeah. was his original, the stand up comedian, was his original boss. He talks to, I believe, Eddie Griffin at one point, who's another comedian. Um, you said Phil Hartman. That's that's a quite a hard one to spot, but it's yeah. his voice, isn't it? it gives yeah, it yeah, away. Yeah. Uh, they're the main ones I can think of. But there's, there's other SNL people whose names escapes me. Like um, the high school principal is uh, the actress who played Pat in It's Pat, which is one I haven't seen. Mm. Um, based on a sketch in the 90s, that it's meant to be one of the worst films ever made. I yeah. really need to see this. Yeah. But I don't know anybody who likes it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I feel a bit, bit sorry for that film, but it might might actually be that bad. Yeah. And I think that's that's all the ones I can think of offhand. But I'll probably be shouting names as we. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin Nealon Nealon from SNL was in it as well, and I think mm. Tim Meadows. There we go. He's basically SNL people. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot in there. It's a drinking game I want to do. A yeah, shot yeah. every time there's a cameo. Yeah, yeah. But um. It is difficult, especially when they've all, all got the prosthetics on. Um, yeah. Dave Thomas was the... Um, have you heard of Dave Thomas? No. He was the leader of the Coneheads. 
He was on uh, SCTV, the Canadian equivalent of SNL, kind yeah. of what John Candy started on, and Rick Moranis. And he was in the film Strange Brew with Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was his brother in that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's the one I can think of. Right, we're boring people, well, I am. Yeah, but yeah. you've done well, though. There's a lot there. There's, so you, you, you picked up on some of the, the ones that I don't think some people yeah. would. Uh, Drew Carey was one that... Um, yeah, he's like anyway, guy. Yeah. I I didn't notice that yeah, until yeah. probably time before last I saw this. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Just trying to think of the soundtrack as well. I was about. This is my next. Yeah. yeah. It sounded very. Um. Uh. Uh. What's this? It sounded very. Jim. Draw. Da Danny Elfman. Oh, I, I don't know who done the actual score. It could yeah, have sounded it like sounded that. It sounded so similar to yeah. Beetlejuice. The, the music he, he, he really, the, the one of the yeah, the yeah. the Remulac theme yeah. sounded so similar to the Beetlejuice music. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, but I mean, I, like I, the choice of songs in it as well, I, I really like. There's a big mix. And mm. it, it doesn't sound overly that nineties, even though there was like Chili Peppers and stuff on there. Mm. Um, but then at the end, there's. Um, can't take my eyes off you, and um, there's a Paul Simon song in there. It's very sort of uh, back in those days. They used to sort of have the soundtracks for singles, weren't they? As in old songs. Um, whereas now it costs so much money to get a song, the rights to the songs. Yeah. That um, I, that's that's something I really noticed in nineties films. Um, the music was uh, David Newman, who I have not heard of. Um, but he, he also done Anastasia, yeah, and lots of Cat in the Hat, and uh, basically loads of kids' films by the looks of it, yeah. and Critters in 1986. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, probably did aim for the, the yeah, Danny yeah. Elfman style, yeah, uh, rip off, so to speak. Well, it, uh, it came out before um, Beetlejuice, didn't it? Beetlejuice is 92, 93. Nah, Beetlejuice is 88. Is it? Oh, yeah, because okay. that was before. Oh, might even before 88 because. It was before he done Batman, mm. Michael Keaton, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So I reckon it was eighty six. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So um So it was a rip off then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was so Beetlejuicy. Yeah. Yeah, true. But you know, uh that's allowed, isn't it? Yeah. Uh with such a fantastic film it yeah. is allowed. Yeah. So and Beetlejuice two is apparently actually on the way. Yeah, yeah. Which Don't know is... what I feel about that. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah. I'll definitely give it a go. Um Interest, another interesting thing that I don't know if you picked up on, David Spade and Chris mm -hmm. Farley were a well-known double act, mm -hmm. but they're not even together once yeah. in the film, yeah. um, which I think works for it because their next film, Tommy Boy Together, which Dan Aykroyd was in as well, was their vehicle, yeah. and it might have taken it away if yeah. they were in it too much together, it might have been seen as their film, Yeah, yeah. and um, I kind of like that, um, but it's not... It's not just a Dan Aykroyd show, is it? You know, no, it's like um, Jane Curtin as well. Do you know? You know the um, the wife in it. Yeah. Um, I forget the name. I should know. Um, Primat, isn't it? I can't um, remember. You, have you seen her in anything else? You know, I wouldn't know because she was so prosthetic. <laughs> so I yeah. didn't recognise her. Um, she, I know her from. She was the original cast member in SNL. Yeah. That's before I was born. She was in an eighties sitcom called Kate and Ally, which isn't very well remembered, especially in this country. But that was shown on Channel Four a lot in the eighties. Um, did you watch Third Rock from the Sun? No. Ah, because she was she was in that. Yeah. Um, as John Lithgow's. Yeah, John Lithgow's. Off on, yeah, I've seen her like an episode or two. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was the girl, sort of off on girlfriend with mm. John Lithgow, um, and I can't think of any other or starring role movie she's in. Mm -hmm. She pops up cameos every now and then, um, so I think that's one thing I, I want to talk about is reasons this film didn't do well, 
um, I'll throw them at you first and if you can add um, I think you, you said you didn't like the, the cover of it yeah to me because knowing it was SNL I think the poster it was trying to get the Wayne's World market mm. and it looks like the, the, with the, the sky background and then just them yeah it looks like they just not thought about it and just tried to do a Wayne's World yeah um, Dan Aykroyd even though very talented man lots of hit films was on a bit of a downer um, time has come out he just not long written and directed his first film Nothing But Trouble which really bombed and he hasn't directed since um, I think he'd sort of fallen out of favour yeah. with, with Americans um, it was the second sort of big era of SNL we had all David Spade Chris Farley blah, blah, everyone like that Adam Sandler um, but yet they were trying to sell a character from the 70s yeah. I think older people thought well you know it's, why didn't they make that 20 years ago yeah. and younger people didn't care because they wanted the new stuff um and too silly for some people. Yeah. Um, but after you know you not knowing the background and they're watching it, can you think of any reasons why it wasn't a hit? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, for for, for me, um, it is. You've you gotten onto exactly what I what I said earlier. That immediately for me, the aesthetic looked really quite annoying. And um, God's honest truth, um, from start to finish, the the aesthetic was something that I found annoying. Um, but I learned to love it as I as I went on with it. Um, and uh, there, there was so much funniness in it, and actually, I find the Coneheads' characters really funny. Yeah. Um, but it just sort of, uh, as soon as I saw it, there was just something which didn't hit the mark. It was, it's called Coneheads. You got a picture of some people with cones for heads. Um, don't know if I'd be able to dissect it too much, but I mean, it, it's, it could just be as simple as it's. I find the characters look annoying. Yeah. Watching the movie, I didn't find that uh, as I went on, but um, but just as I read a book by its cover. It yeah. was a bad cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, you. You got to be. You mean you wouldn't go out of your way to see it? Yeah, the the picture was annoying, and the title said all I needed to know because it was like, well, yeah, it's those guys, you know, those guys that have got cones, yeah. cones for heads in front of me. Yeah, told me all I need to know. Spoilers, yeah. if anything, spoilers. They got cones for heads. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And and if you'd have seen the trailer, and it's just their voices of nah. Yeah, you might have just thought it was just morons going around Probably making noises. Probably put me off more. To be fair, yeah, if you'd have it seen took me about half an hour to not be annoyed by it. Yeah. So yeah, so that that's that's the thing. So, I I I I bought it as soon as it came out on video, but I'd seen the sketches or some of the sketches, mm. and was so into SNL at the time that I was just like I'd already got past that. I think yeah. Um, and also when I saw it, I was really young, I'd have been well the year it came out on video, so I'd have been like twelve, maybe eleven, mm. and that looking at that might have appealed to an eleven-year-old a lot more than it would have done someone in the 20s yeah so well no I saw it when I was a kid I, I remember seeing it on the shelf in Blockbuster and being annoyed yeah around oh, about that age oh, okay, I, yeah. I would have been looking for VHS's in Blockbuster by um, I think yeah. that's probably the first time I saw it and now I can't okay. be asked oh, okay. with the cone head thing. yeah that's, that's what for me I was like ah oh, it looks cool but then it's him from Ghostbusters it's mm. him from I might have been tempted as a kid you know yeah actually I think I might have been tempted as, as a kid because it's stuck in my brain yeah. but I think I remember the first time seeing that cover on a VHS like, in Blockbuster yeah yeah been, mm. but, but, it, but you didn't feel the need to rent it no no so uh, but are you glad you watched it yeah that's the 100% um, um, also the fact it did do so badly we've covered that in retrospect I'm quite pleased because I really like this film and another thing James pointed out is that it kind of ends nicely and perfectly mm. and if it had been a big hit we might have got 
sequels which wouldn't have been very yeah, good yeah a spin-off tv show and loads of and i think it, the fact it's just one thing every, and it is the fish out of water yeah i mean what else could they do there's not really they couldn't be really gap to any adventures but they're in water by the end aren't they <laughs> it's really nice how yeah. well they get on with the humans and yeah. how at home they feel yeah it's a really nice happy ending and it it's not it um it's not a cheap one. They managed to rip off their own aliens by managing to crash land themselves on Earth yeah. and convincing the aliens that their their ship exploded. But I I feel that they're going to have a lovely life on Earth and they've made a lot of friends. And um, it's why I said that I felt like one of, one of my favourite bits, genuinely, is that it was quite a heartwarming family experience, which is something I don't usually enjoy in movies. But there was something about those aliens and how well they took to being humans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, it, it sort of wraps up perfectly. It's only about 85 minutes, which I think is all you need. Um, one of my main problems with a lot of modern movies, even you know, modern comedies that are two hours long, what, you know, they're comedies, you're supposed to get the laughs. Yeah. And it's very difficult to pack a lot of laughs into, you, you'll know from doing stand-up, you know, which is very difficult because you're, you're there to constantly make people laugh. Mm. And I think this movie... The, the amount of times I laugh, chuckle, yeah, even smiling in that 83 minutes is a lot more than in the average two-hour comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's so, a lot of proper laugh moments in it. Yeah, and it's, um, as, well as, as well as the visual side of it, there's some really good lines, and it's their facial reactions as yeah. well as slapstick-type visuals. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Um, like the little, little lines like um, the... <laughs> the the neighbour, Jason Alexander, who's clearly wearing a wig, yeah. tries to um, talk Dan Aykroyd into wearing a wig. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he's like, well, you can't tell I wear one. He's like, not from high <laughs> altitudes. You yeah. know, it's like, just little things like that. <coughs> and not to sort of a naked gun type film where you're, you're, every time you see it, you pick up something new. Mm. But there's enough that you do miss some of the jokes and you mm. do miss some of the... Like, so I, I hadn't picked up on the, the French stuff in the house yeah, still. Yeah. And I, I watched this a lot as a kid. And I, that's a, it's been over a decade. I was going to say, yeah. the French bit is one, is one yeah. of my favourites as well. It's yeah. them pretending to be French. Yeah, yeah. They, they accidentally sort of get it right. They, yeah, they yeah. sort of... Um, well, well, they've learned the language. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they just... But then they like they're like dressed as Napoleon and whoever. Like every time they're they're expected to be something, they're the most over the top French thing possible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Just a, I, I, I really Napoleon, Conlian. No, that's not worth it. Well, um, yeah, just and mentioned Jane Kerr, and I think the daughter Michelle Burke was really good. Um, Obviously, the, the daughter who played it originally couldn't do it because by this point she'd have been well in her 40s, probably. Mm. Um, whereas they could still play parents. But she has got a cameo. Um, her career didn't go really anywhere after this. She was in this and Dazed and Confused, both films that didn't do that well, but Dazed and Confused is remembered really fondly. Mm. Um, still does a bit of TV and stuff. Maybe in America she does the Comic-Cons and stuff for, for this sort of thing. Um, but that's the, the, the three main ones carry the film really well, I think. Um it doesn't outstay its welcome, but I am glad it, it's that length. I think it finds its welcome. Actually, yeah. um, I hadn't found my um, I hadn't found my feet with it till, till about half an hour through. Yeah. And then it doesn't overstay its welcome, and you've had a brilliant time by the end of the movie. Yeah. But um, I felt like it found its feet as it in the first half an hour. It didn't yeah. it immediately pique my interest. Yeah. Uh, largely, maybe because of the uh, the annoying aesthetic. But then you've fallen over with it as it goes on. And, yeah. Yeah. And um. It's straight to it as well. It's like it, I like that it starts with the crash landing, 
there's no well not much it's like yeah that they're by earth and then crash yeah whereas it could have been 10 minutes of that show the planet to start with that scene yeah. leaving that's showing that they're gonna attack earth yeah um which you don't need Remulac isn't interesting enough no um it, it, the joke there was you only need to see once is that everything's cone shaped yeah yeah um and that that's reminiscent for me of in how the duck when you see his planet and everything's a duck you know like indiana um there's uh there's a spoof post of like Indiana Jones as a duck and that sort of thing and you, that's there for a minute you've got that joke out of the way then it's all on earth yeah um, when for both movies a lot of that is budget because it's easier to set things on earth but I think that yeah, could have been drawn out with 10 minutes before I mean mm. how many comedies do you know where there's opening 10 minutes uh, where there's no actual jokes they're just trying to establish everything whereas this it's pretty much jokes the yeah. second you go you know and uh, that that's one of the many reasons I love this film. Yeah. Um, firstly, before I go, I'm going to get your rating out of five for it. Um, but anything else you want to add about Coneheads? Um, no. Although, who is the umpire in the ba uh, is it a, a, a baseball game at the end? Is that another cameo? The old geezer. Just uh, recognised him. I'm not sure if it is. It's one I've not picked up. I yeah. Forget. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have to have a look. I've, I've, I think the main ones we've got, but it could be. Um, this this is throwing me. But as I keep saying, uh, any listeners who uh, know, because I don't really come above the Google it, um, do contact us um, on. You can message Spotify now, and you can do that, or on the Vault, ACM's Vault of Cult on Facebook or Instagram. There's a Twitter. Don't use it. I've logged out. Can't get back in. Um, but do that, and your your opinions on this on this movie. I'm going to do an average rating because at the beginning of the show, which I don't think you've listened to yet, because you couldn't have done because it's not out there. Um, I'm, ta I'm talking to Robin, not the audience. Yeah. Um, we <laughs> had James's to the to, to the thing, and then an average score. Yeah. And then I think I'm going to do at the end of each season the most popular movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first episode of this season was Addicted to Love, uh, four night ago that came out. No, it wasn't. It was. A few weeks ago, and the average score—I can't remember. Hudson Hawk, the last episode, the uh, average score—I can't remember. So I'll end. I'll put it on the socials. I've just built this up too much. No one cares. Uh, what's your opinion out of five? I'm gonna give it a uh, four point two. Four point two out of five. I've got to do maths now. It's that's point two. James gave it a four, and I'm giving it a five. Which gives it an average score. Oh, you have to divide it yeah, so you, you've done points, haven't uh, you? That's that's the problem. I'm holding a microphone, but I've got a calculator. So um, it's, it's over four. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. And um, yeah, so you, you can't do it, can you? You can't. It's going to be something like four point. Well, it's the it's the three reviews that mess it up. So we've got <laughs> that's five. Anyway, this this is this is what editing should be a thing, isn't it? But uh, editing is for losers. And it gives an average of four point four out of five. Yeah, which is pretty high. Yeah, yeah. So um, with the with the others, I just got a score and I worked out in my head and was going to do it. But there's going to be a little pie chart and that stuff. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Hopefully, who knows? Who knows yeah. what, what the future brings? Yeah. But one thing I do know of the future: it won't bring a sequel to Coneheads. I yeah, which is a shame. Um, not so sure about that. Yeah, don't think it'd survive a sequel. No, no. That's I'm, that's, that's, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Glad it didn't. Um, but if you want more Coneheads, um, YouTube will have 
some of the original sketches. Uh, there's a music video that I've never heard of. If you carry on watching the credits, there's a song with Jane Curtin, Dan Aykroyd in character, kind of a 90s rap called Conehead Love that I discovered on YouTube. There is a music video they made for it to promote the film. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Spoofing music videos. Is it a video about their sex that they have with their cones? Kind of. It is. Well, it's made with the, the song's about that, not yeah, so yeah. the video. Um, I don't think this was intended to be a PG. It was probably cut down mm. to be a PG. Um, and there was an animated pilot episode. I don't, my, a friend of mine used to have this on VHS. It got released in this country, just called The Coneheads. Yeah. Um, that's worth tracking down. It's rubbish, but if you like the other stuff, it's worth <laughs> watching. Okay, thanks a lot for listening. Um, yeah. Check out Robin on social media. Thanks for joining, joining me. Oh, no worries. I've had loads of fun. If you want to check out my book, it should be out sometime in the next year. It's called uh, The Battle of Patrick's Lunch. It's a very violent story about two homeless guys who decide to break into a museum for somewhere to live. And it's very mad. And, uh, yeah, it should be out in Waterstones in the next few months. And other bookshops, I'm guessing. Yeah, and other bookshops oh, as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see my name on the shelf <laughs> in, in Waterstones. Also gives me a lifetime 50% discount. Does it cool. really? Yeah, yeah. I want to get me a book written. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got this idea about this uh, big dog. It's, it's red, called Clifton. No way. I, I want to break it, break no. this to you. Uh, I think some there's there's this other film called Lassie. Okay. Uh, no, no, there's no, no, this other dog movie that somebody's made. No, right about the big red thing called, right? the, called the Pointy Heads. Yeah, uh, I could do that. Um, anyway, thank you very much. <laughs> We're going to wind it up. Uh, we'll hopefully get you back soon. Um, yeah. Maybe uh, later on in the series or next well, season. If you want to come to my gig, I'll be playing a month ago. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm thinking Dragnet though. <coughs> yeah, yeah, seen yeah. Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for listening. There'll be another episode fairly soon. Yeah.